welcome to Startup Out of the Box with Marco Silva and Vitor Domingos. On this episode, we're going to discuss from onboarding to integration, how can we bring new employees in and make, make them feel comfortable when they join the company? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we're going to discuss also what skills should the founder prioritize, um, what should they focus first, um, hard or soft skills, and then also fashion police, right? So uh, what should we have on our offices today? Should we have open office, closed office, what kind of furniture are we going to have there? So the first topic on onboarding, from onboarding to integration, um, it's about activities that we should do around our company when we get new employees mm-hmm. and uh, what, um, what startups should do uh, to um, have a better integration process. Should they just do the kind of standard onboarding procedures as this is the team, this is the, the payroll, this is the, the tools that you need to do, or actually do uh, startups need to think about integrate more of their employees into the culture, into the technology that they mm-hmm. use? What do you think? So I'll give an example on our side, how we do it. So when someone joins the company, uh, usually the first morning, it's about setting up the environment, setting up the tools, uh, talking about the process in the company. Like if you want to ask for vacation, this is how things work. This is where you log in. So setting up accounts and and things like that. Uh, But usually before uh, anyone just jumps into the code and the project and things like that, what we do is we create an account for each employee Mm -hmm. to just like we would for any client that we have. And we just sound like for one day, we give each of our new employee an account uh, to pretend like you're a customer for one day. So here's the documentation that we send to our clients. Here's the, the platforms, the APIs. So just use it. So the, that objective is for when they start using our product, when they start developing, uh, they can understand what the clients go through, what, the, what are the pain points. Mm-hmm. And it's a fresh set of eyes on our product. So okay. while we might already be using... Well, it's just not the product. It's the whole workflow, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. like, pretend you're a client. Just yeah. do what clients... What do you think clients should usually do? Read the documentation. And usually it's a fresh set of eyes on our platform. They, then after that, like, on day three or four, they already have uh, new ideas and the questions, doubts. They say, well, you said on documentation this, but in reality, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. So it's a, a good onboarding practice uh, because they understand what the client is going through. Okay. And after that, it's easier for them to jump into the project, to the different services we built and stuff like that because they understand, okay, this is going to correlate to that part of the application or that part yep. of the documentation. Uh, so it's an onboarding kind of technical, but kind of also focused on the customer side. Mm. And I think that's important. So when then, because in the technical side, it's... Uh, each individual will learn it uh, with more time or patience. Yeah, uh, it's a matter of just yeah, practice. but it, it also needs to have a bit of trade-off here because when you look at normal companies, mm-hmm. most of them, are either startups or big corporations, they they, they have the onboarding onboarding mm-hmm. procedures, right? So every everything related to HR, everything related to technology, mm-hmm. uh, who's who in the company, all of that kind of uh, mm-hmm. uh, things that you need to go through. But then we have the new culture that uh, appears on 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 the current startups, right? The ping pong tables, the beer Fridays, Fridays yeah. beers, and stuff like that. So, um, how do we actually? So it it needs to be a a middle ground between the that kind of onboarding, but also um, uh, integration, because at the end, um, it's not just the whole standard procedure, but it's also making making sure that new employees feel comfortable yeah. working with the company. They feel comfortable to go to their either line manager or director mm-hmm. or CEO or CTO and ask questions and um, ask about the product and uh, yeah, that's and, important. So it's 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 not just 
the whole standard procedure, but it's a bit more. Um, and that's what, uh, the, well, we're going to show this article afterwards. It's a, it's a bit of, uh, of, of uh, the transition from going from this onboarding kind of activities to more integration. My take is that um, there are a lot of startups that they, they just do integration, a lot of integration, yeah. and um, not that much on, on it comes to onboarding. Um, most of them, they don't know um, uh, the company vision, uh, their products, or even their clients. Yeah. So it's 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 kind of eighty eight or or eighty, right? Yeah. So you, you need just, a balance. You but, need a balance, yeah. But you also need to make sure, like I said, that each new employee feels free and open to to express their opinions and their questions. Exactly. And, and that has to come since day one. Yeah. So on also on on this new episode, we're gonna uh, we're gonna put two questions to our audience. Um, from this uh, topic, uh, the question, well, the questions that we that we have is, what is, uh, if you're a startup, if you're a company, if you work for a company, what is your onboarding and also um, um, integration activities? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think that's kind of necessary? When do you think that uh, companies should adopt uh, in the future? And the next question is, um, how, how actually can you make your employees feeling feel more comfortable when they uh, when they join the company, mm-hmm. is it what give them new hardware? As we see a bit a bunch of pictures on LinkedIn, new hardware, new computer, new mouse, and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and T-shirt and uh, and um, the paper pads and stuff like that. Swag, so, exactly. Um, or uh, do we actually uh, take them out for a dinner, for for a lunch? Uh, what do you think? Uh, tell us on the comments, and um, we're going to discuss probably mm-hmm. this on the next episodes as well. So for the second topic now, what skills should an aspiring founder prioritize? Hard skill, art skills, soft skills, so technical skills or people skills? Vitor, from your experience, <laughs> you um, have on this one? Well, I think that uh, the founders should have actually a focus on soft skills, uh, period. Uh, that's what uh, it's more important for a, start, for a startup when they, when they actually start doing something. It's making sure that uh, we, and we discussed this in the previous topic, making sure that new employees feel comfortable at the company, um, making sure that everyone uh, actually knows the vision. So it's not about mm-hmm. hard skills. It's not about um, make, doing meetings or uh, answering emails or having the technical knowledge of actually of mm-hmm. uh, either HR or finance or anything else. But it, but it is making sure that everyone is comfortable working and also, um, everyone knows the vision and uh, knows what they need to do mm-hmm. to make the company uh, progress and uh, and um, and be s- successful. Yeah, it's not saying that uh, hard skills are not important for a founder. It's important when if when you're starting a new company, it's important for the founder to have this kind of the skills required to push that startup forward in the first couple of months because it's going to be him and maybe someone like two or three new people. So everyone has to be involved in building it. Uh, but there should be a prioritization yeah. of the social skills on the founder side uh, because it's going to be, he's going to be the face of the company. He's going to be talking the one talking to clients. Yeah. And that is important to understand the, what the clients want, what the, uh, what's the gap. Uh, that comes from the social interactions. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And and this is an article that um, uh, was on um, Harvard Harvard Business Review, mm-hmm. uh, the magazine, and it's pretty much like um, a resume of of uh, what uh, something that they ask for founders. And um, actually, the first three um, most important skills that a founder should have is. Um, Finding a team assembly, right? Mm-hmm. Getting the, the, the first right, employees. Exactly. Uh, employees. Then leadership. Um, mm-hmm. 
it's it, it needs to be there and then actually product management so yeah. so we then we go to the hard skills uh because uh, product you, team yeah, the founder will be the first product manager product owner yes is yes. The, is the and you should know what the product is that he's trying to sell so so uh, the first skills is uh, again uh, making sure that you have the right employees, making sure that they know about the company and you're actually leading them. Mm-hmm. Then comes uh, product, any kind of management skills, so product team, and all, and actually selling, right? So go to customers and and, mm-hmm. and sell that to uh, to the. And that's uh, a really hard skill selling. It, it is, but it's it's uh, it's uh, what uh, what the fifth skill most wanted. That's what seventy two percent. They say that this is this is important. Then we have the other skills like marketing, product design, strategy, finance, yeah. and engineering. So questions for our audience. So the questions would be: What skills do you think, uh, for your in your opinion? What skills are important for a founder? Uh, if you created your own startup, what skills you wished you had when you created your own startup? Uh, and that would be like soft skills versus art skills. Uh, what's important for you? What advice would you give people that want to create their own startup? What skills should they focus on? Um, on the last uh, topic, which is the fashion police for uh, startups and, and office. Yeah, I think you're an expert in that area. <laughs> office design 2018, what's in and what's out. Um, I would say that probably the open office plan, it's probably a thing in the past. Um, a lot of companies do that, but they focus also on quiet spaces for, mm-hmm. for their employees to have uh, peace of mind, but also mm-hmm. have their own space of working on something. Mm-hmm. I think that we, we had this experience, this extreme experience working on a startup that they had the clean desk policy. Mm-hmm. Like this one, right? Pretty much. <laughs> it's white and shiny. But right now it's clean. <laughs> yeah. Why be the British here? No, not, not going to share that with our audience. No, but actually, um, I think there's a balance between the open office and the concept of like everyone should have a desk, and like their own office space versus mm-hmm. like open office, a massive warehouse full of desks. I think there's a balance that we can have there. Um, from an experience that we previously had, I think there was an interesting balance uh, there. Uh, so there was an op- uh, open office. Yeah. But per team, so each team uh, had around eight to nine people, eight to ten people, and so that it was a room just for that team. So it was an of, of, uh, open space for the team, mm-hmm. uh, and each team had their own room. Uh, then there were like the yeah. sharing areas, yeah. kitchen stuff. I think that concept of open office works because it does, it's not open for everyone. So you, so it's you, not it's not open office plan, but it's open office per group or per team. Yeah, per team. So your team. So you might be working on one product. You're not listening to someone from marketing discussing things with a client. You're not just, uh, listening yeah. to finance discussing on, a, on another project being discussed. You're like that. What's happening in your room? You know, it's relevant for you. So I think that balance works. Yeah, uh, and I think it's a good uh, balance between open office and a desk yeah. or like no, sorry, not a desk, but uh, one yeah. office space per person. Yeah. So uh, I'm not sure how the mm-hmm. uh, Mohammed uh, no, <laughs> I'm going to cut this part. <laughs> mammoth, <laughs> mammoth, mammoth. Um, we work mammoth. Uh, actually, does the whole thing. I know they they have a lot of open space mm-hmm. um, offices around London and pretty much across the world. Um, I'm not sure how they're going to plan this uh, in the future, but so they also. No, so the way that uh, we work and some other co-working spaces work, so you've, they have different pr- my, uh, pricing models. So if you want the open office space, that's the cheapest. It's a flexible desk. You get there. There's an area full of tables. You just sit down wherever you want. That's the cheapest package. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, if you're already in a startup, like with three or four, you can pay for like a small room just for you. Yeah. 
So they have that models that you can pay, pay for your own office space yeah. there. So they give you that flexibility depending on what you want. Yeah. And of course, they are in meeting rooms and things like that that you can reuse. Yeah. Um, fast forward, we have a bunch of more items. The first one, what it's out, it's the rectangle, rectangular meeting rooms. Two more hexagonal meeting rooms, sure. Um, painted walls, that, yeah. Painted sure. wall, any painted walls and graffiti should be removed because right now we we like texture, textures and mirrors. I like walls that you can just grab a pen and write on them. That's that's really cool. That's so really walls cool. full of just like the yeah. white whiteboard yeah. or glass that you can just write on. For yeah, me, that's that would be the plus for and, any and anyone can do that. So you can go to Amazon or any other place and get one of those uh, paints that you just paint the, yeah. the wall and you can write. Or just and, like cheap glass it. that yeah. you can paint on. That's that. Yeah. Any, any store so, will sell that. Um, what's out? It's low tech conference rooms, uh, and what's in? It's the new tech conference rooms. Um, like to have those uh, surface hubs that Microsoft presented uh, the few I days like ago. I would like to try one of those yeah. beautiful screens. Yeah, ex- that you can exactly. Get. So, uh, yeah, that's Maybe that's someone really from good. Microsoft can send us one to test. <laughs> that's, that we will have be, some space here? Yeah, like, we, can, we can get some space, yeah. Now, the, the other two is, well, what's out? It's bright colors, um, and it should be different sets of colors, probably more warm. And the last one is... Um, <laughs> Uh, this could be quite uh, quite interesting, which is um, what's out. It's giving employees everything they need, and actually uh, letting employees having their fun at home. So, so don't be what, Google. What, bottom line is forget open space, forget office, just do remote things and work from home because yeah. that's pretty much what everyone wants. And if wants. your team needs to get together, get up space in WeWork or whatever and exactly. for one day or two and that's enough. Exactly. So, questions for uh, our listeners. Um, what do you think that it's going to be the future of uh, the office space uh, for the for this kind of fashion office police? Uh, is it going to be open office or is it going to be a closed office mm-hmm. or working from home? And, and the last question is... Um, do, and this this wasn't on the on the what's in and what's out. I'm just I just Asking. put this in. That's a perk. Yeah, exactly. What kind of perks should you have at the company? Should you have free meals? Should free be, snacks, drinks, exactly. And or should you just go out and um, mm-hmm. have a conversation and go to the street or buy your own food on and uh, and um, have a relationship rather than just stay at work? Okay. What do you think? Tell us. Yeah, you see, I couldn't do office design. I'd look at those colors and brights and shapes. It's like, <laughs> I have no clue. Right. So, and that's pretty much it for the for this episode, episode number 13 of Startup Out of the Box. And, and it's uh, Friday. It is Friday. Uh, that's going to be perfect. That's but it's not 13 the, the Friday. It's, it's just the episode. Yes. Uh, but uh, see you uh, next week. Bye. Cheers. Cheers.